0: I'm just gonna say it. <clears throat> when you watch Attack of the Clones, Hayden Christensen is tearing up. He is chewing up the scenery and getting nothing from Natalie Portman. She's the weak link. I said it and I mean it. christmas happy life day a happy festivus for the rest of us happy hanukkah and uh happy holidays in general to everybody we welcome you to geek out loud episode 295 now that means there is 296 297 298 299 and then five episodes from now will be episode 300 typically typically Uh, that is going to take place over the course of about six months. However, I'd kind of like to do episode 300 on my birthday week or around my birthday time, which is on January 25th. So, um, that means we got a little bit of work to do. That means that, uh, once we hit January, if, if all goes to plan and it just may, uh, we may, we may be having a great grand old birthday party of three Hundred episodes uh when we when we when we hit January twenty-five or somewhere right in thereabouts. Uh <clears throat> so here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Geek Out Loud. My name is Steve Glosson. So glad to be along with you. You know, recently I made a mistake and I went and looked at my iTunes reviews just to see if anyone's left any in a while. And it's been a while. Been a while since somebody left reviews for gold. It's been a while. And uh there was someone who left a review. I don't remember who it was. I don't remember what was going on. Uh but I re- they what basically what they said was one star because the the intro does not merit the rest of the show or something like that. Basically they were saying that um that the intro was good but everything else was downhill from there. <laughs> And look, I, here's the thing. I can't disagree with that. I can't go to that person and say, you're wrong, and here's why. All I can do is say, you know what, you're exactly right. And it's a wonder that there's anyone who still listens to this mess, uh, much less those of you who are kind enough to support us over at Patreon at patreon.com slash geekoutloud, where just now at the time of this recording a few minutes ago uh, was posted a return to the hot tub. Um when the, when my hard drive crashed, when I, my, my, that I store all my stuff on, uh, wow, this has been several months ago, lost a lot of assets I'd built in. Like I had things built to be able to easily edit and plug in things with the hot tub. And also I had recorded conversations that are just gone. They're lost now that never got posted. And, um, and so some of those people are going to have to get back on and, and see if they're willing to do it. Others, you know, uh, will get on and whether they're willing to or not. You know, that that's kind of, those are the options. Either you want to and you're going to do it or you don't want to. And uh, and and you're going to do it anyway. Uh, but Riley Blanton uh, got in the hot tub and we discussed all kinds of things. At some point, it just became a discussion between two friends and and it may be that I probably should have edited more than I did, you know, which was very little, and um, and so you know, just let me know what you think, how you feel about it, if you're if you're able to listen. And for those of you who support us over there, we greatly, greatly appreciate that. Coming up on Steve and Dave, watch movies with Steve and Dave is the original King Kong versus Godzilla. It's interesting that King Kong got top billing in that movie, and that has to do a lot with uh, the rights that, uh, Toho was getting to use the beast. Uh, but anyhow, we, we watched that movie and man, uh, it takes forever to get there, but once they do get there, it's a fun little, fun little romp. It's nothing like the Godzilla versus King Kong of a couple of years back. So, uh, if you want to listen to us, watch that movie or watch that movie along with us, uh, go ahead and, and check that out in a couple of days over at patreon.com slash geek out loud, uh, is everything out of the way? We got all the plugs and stuff out of the way. We sure do. So let me get back to what I was saying. <clears throat> it's Christmas time, which means, you know, you watch random movies, you know, Christmas and otherwise. And for whatever reason, I found myself this year, uh, being drawn to the otherwise more than the Christmas. Of course, you know, I've watched a little bit of elf. I've watched Christmas vacation, but I don't, you know, like when it really, honestly, I'll say this when it comes to Christmas movies, I don't really have a list of like must watch Christmas movies every year. Um, one thing I used to like to do is when TBS would do the 24 hours of Christmas story is just to turn that on and have it going all day, you know, as, as, as much as I could around my house at the time when this is like when I'd be visiting my parents or whatever. And, uh, and, and just kind of dip in and out of that all day long, you know? Um, I always fancied myself used to ABC would show Santa Claus, the movie, um, which was a Salkind kind production Sal the Salkinds of course, the, the, the production duo who brought us the Superman movies, uh, Superman one, two, and three, I should say Superman four was a completely different production company, but the Salkines produced, uh, Santa Claus, the movie, I believe Dudley Moore was in that as an elf and uh it's a little weird gets a little weird um you know you've got uh, home alone is a good one to watch but i don't watch home alone on a yearly basis my wife loves the tim allen santa claus movies and they're really good i they, i have nothing against those movies at all but they don't <clears throat> they don't really appeal to me now but christmas vacation and elf i i really do enjoy i say all that to say this so the other day i found myself what i tell you what i really like to do during the winter months especially on a cloudy dreary um, Saturday is I like to sit down with an old Godzilla movie or something like that, just some old n- movie that's not considered good necessarily, and just watch it. I'll do that during the summer, but especially during the winter months. There's just there's something about being drawn to old, older things that because there is a certain nostalgia that gets brought up when when those things are on because those are shows that I would run those are movies and stuff that I would run into. Um, on, you know, just on random, at random times, usually at my grandmother's house or something, uh, they'd be on like TBS or some such, uh, but anyhow, so, so I kind of like to do that, but also, you know, there are also other things to watch around this time. I I think that the Bond movies have kind of become holiday viewing for some based on the fact that you had your 12 days of Bond or whatever you used to have on some of the cable channels, uh. Same thing with, uh, with with Star Wars, you know, which I'll get there. Lord of the Rings, I've watched the Lord of the Rings, and just, I tell you, I don't think I've watched the Lord of the Rings through in seven or eight years. It has been a long time since I sat down and watched the, the original Lord of the Rings trilogy. And, you know, you kind of, I, I get concerned going in because, number one, I'm like, look at how long these things are because I'm not watching the theatrical editions who does that who's going to watch the theatrical editions of the Lord of the Rings when you've got the um when, when you've got the, the the extended cut and so I'm looking at the extended edition I'm like well you know here we go we this is this is a big time suck it's going to take forever to watch these things so you know over the course of the next two weeks I guess I'll watch them and so you get kind of concerned that not just because of the time but also because of you know are they really as good as I remember them being the last time I watched them seven or eight? I don't know that I've watched them through since I moved to Rome. Haley and I started, and I don't think we got through, but like the first half of fellowship of the ring. And, um, anyway, I I say all that to say this, I loved them. I, it was so, they're so good. They're so really, really good stuff. And I got to tell you straight up good, good times, good, good movies. Enjoyed watching them. And so I bumped over to star Wars. You may hear, let me do that thing that everyone does struggling with a little cold. You may hear it in my voice and I apologize for that. So um, it's out there. Uh, I will silence myself to cough like I'm about to do. And, and, and I think everything, I think we'll be able to get by. Okay. So I pop in star Wars. Now I'm not just going to watch star Wars. I decide, we got to start from the beginning. And so I put in the Phantom Menace. Now I know, I know some of you're like, what do you mean the Phantom Menace? That's not the beginning. The beginning is episode 4, A New Hope. You have to watch Star Wars episode 4, A New Hope, Star Wars episode 5, The Empire Strikes Back, Star Wars episode 6, Return of the Jedi, and then you go back. Or you may want to do the Machete order, Star Wars episode 4. Star Wars Episode 5, Star Wars Episode 1, 2, then 3, but skip most of 1 because 1 just sucks, and then go back to Star Wars Episode 6. Or maybe you want to put in all the Clone Wars. Listen, I don't know why I went into like a Yoda-Grover thing there. It, The, the, the aggressive nerd really morphed into uh, a Yoda-Grover kind of thing there, but I... So uh, Attack of the Clones, I get to Attack of the Clones and I'm watching through, and I got to tell you something, um, people have got it all wrong. I, I think that for, for a lot of people, they know that Natalie Portman is a really good actress. And so they looked at episode two and they said, wow this Hayden kid is terrible. It's so unfortunate that Natalie couldn't get anyone good to act with or whatever the case may be. I'm here to tell you absolutely a hundred percent disagree. I think Natalie Portman was embarrassed to be doing attack of the clones. I think there was so much blue stuff around her that she felt silly trying to figure it all out. And I think that she got in her head too much. I'm just telling you what I saw. I saw someone, I saw a two by four on screen acting against someone who was chewing up the scenery around him. And he's the one who gets eviscerated by fans when it's all said and done. If she would have given him just a little bit back. And there are moments where she does. There are moments where you can kind of see some chemistry bubble to the surface. But man, they are few and far between. Because I, and I want to give you an example of just what this kid did, what Aiden Christensen did while he was doing attack of the clones, not revenge. Revenge of the Sith is a whole other performance from him, but there's a couple of things he did one when he is doing, after he goes and finds his mother, like that's a great moment with him and he does a good job. And, and the actress who's playing Shmi just does a wonderful job of being there and, and, and out of it and and weak and dying and she dies in his arms and he goes he does such a good job of going from grief stricken to absolutely angry and then he gets back to the house at tatooine he's in the garage there and he's working on something and it's and it really is a great little piece of a monologue they gave him where he's like you know i'm I, i'm trying to fix this i've always been good at fixing things and and you can just tell he's in shock and everything and 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 he begins to get more and more agitated, you know, and he's like, it's Obi-Wan. He's holding me back. This is all his fault. And so he's blaming everyone. He's blaming Obi-Wan for the death of his mother. He's blaming himself for what's going on. And then Padme's standing there, and this is the line delivery: Anakin, what's wrong? Number one, all right, I'm going to give you This terrible line written by George Lucas and Jonathan Hales, who was supposed to be helping him out there with that screenplay. What, what do you think is wrong, Padme? My mother just died in my arms, you idiot. But everything else she does there, there's no reaction to anything he says. He turns around and confesses. Consider this moment. He confesses, I killed the women and the children. Now, this is, I know, I understand, I get it that, you know, that she's younger here, and she's not pregnant, and so there's not going to be the distress that we see in her person when we get to Revenge of the Sith. But the, when someone turns around and tells you they were animals, and I slaughtered them like animals, not just the men, but the women and the children, I hate them. She does not flinch. She just she looks at him and says, everyone's human. You know, you've got to have some type of reaction to what's being told when they're on Naboo. And he's, and she's like, I heard you had a nightmare last night. He's like, Jed, I don't have nightmares. She's like, I heard you. And he begins to explain what he was seeing. She's literally just staring there like she's staring off into space. Like she has the worst resting face in the world, and there's no, there's no flash of recognition that she's being spoken to in that moment and he's sitting there just pouring his heart and soul into it, and she's giving him nothing? Listen, let's stop hating on Hayden Christensen is all I'm saying, and let's maybe consider that maybe Natalie Portman wasn't quite in the mindset to do what she had to do with tag of the Clones. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Now, you may come at me and say, why are you being so negative? This is geek out wow. It's a safe place to geek out. I love Natalie Portman. It's fine. You can love Natalie Portman, but I don't think you can deny what I'm saying about her performance in that particular movie. And I think that it, I think that that's one of those things that need to start being said, not like in a hateful way. Listen, this is a movie. She's an actress. There's no sense in like going online and trying to attack her or anything stupid like that for a movie that came out 21 years ago. But it's just a, it's an, it's an observation that I made and in, in watching it this time. So, um, <clears throat> which leads me to this kind of thought. I, and I tell, I think I tell Riley this in the hot tub. Um, I've really been thinking about as a Patreon exclusive, doing a, a kind of an anti-goal, <laughs> the anti-geek out loud kind of thing, or the bizarro goal, um, where I just <clears throat> cut loose on all the things that I don't like where you finally get my full on, uh, vehement criticism, uh, of, of like the last Jedi. And, and I tell you what I really fully think rather than just trying to sugarcoat it to be nice to people because I don't, you know, I'm not interested in starting stuff, you know, cause if you don't start nothing, there won't be nothing. As they say, that's an old saying. I believe that saying goes back to the medieval days when we were told, um, point blank if you don't if thou startest nothing then nothing will be you know that i think that is the original and we just translated that into modern times you know where um where where that happens i'll say something else about attack of the clones it's it's a solid movie it does fall apart with a love story because i don't think there's enough of those two being thrown into some high-pressure situations um when, and, and, th- and I credit Scott right for this and I texted him the other day and told him just how, how genius I think this idea is, you know, Han- Anakin and Padme are on the run and they're disguised as fugitives. There should have been another bounty hunter that tracked them down. And like, they have to kind of fight off, you know, find an escape pod or something to, to get out of that vessel with and, and get to Naboo by the skin of their teeth and have some, Rapport back and forth, just like in, uh, in the, in the, in the, uh, in, well, look, when you watch Empire Strikes Back, let's, let's compare, let's do our best to compare apples to apples, Attack of the Clones and and Empire Strikes Back. Um, in empire. You have Han and Leia in high pressure situations. Would it help if I got out and pushed? It might. You know, you start to have that kind of tete to tete that back and forth, so that when you're in an open field um, with no cover, mind you, around you whatsoever. <laughs> well, good. Hey, good job, security man, Anakin. There's no cover. Someone could be, you know, miles away with a with a sniper blaster and just take you both out. Um, but uh, <clears throat> so that when you get to that point you've had the tension and you've had kind of the the banter between in the in the midst of the tension and that sort of thing um to really pour into that love story so the emotions have gotten heightened so that when you're in a different emotional uh situation that kind of thing so um anyway uh that's that's all I, that's that's all I'm going to say about that right now and um because that's that's just what I've been watching that's been what what's been going on and and what I thought would be worth kind of talking about here uh, to open up the show. I say all that to say this, welcome to geek out loud. My name is Steve Glosson. So glad to have you along with us. This is your safe place to geek out. What that means is if you have a different opinion than me, that's fine. We have different opinions and we're friends, even though we have different opinions, it means that we can have intelligent discussion about the things that we enjoy. And it means that we can just celebrate the things we enjoy and not worry about people thinking, well, what a loser for liking that, you know, for example, um, I'm a I'm a big proponent of the incredible Hulk TV show from the 1970s and 80s. It's not great. Uh, but I love it. And I love the uh, subsequent made for television movies, the uh, return of the Incredible Hulk, the trial of the Incredible Hulk and the death of the Incredible Hulk. I believe it may be the Incredible Hulk returns. It doesn't matter. What matters is, is you've got the first Hulk Thor battle on camera in that, and the amazing line, this will send you back to hell, you ugly troll. I believe that in, in, in television history, that the two greatest lines ever uttered are one by Thor when he says, this will send you back to hell, you ugly troll. And the other would be uh, from Jim Ross at the Hell in the Cell match. As God is my witness, he's broken in half. Now you may say that the Hell and Cell so was a pay per view, Steve. That's not television. Well, where'd you watch it? You watched it on television. You didn't go to the movies to see it. And as God is my witness, he's broken in half. You know, stop the dang match, that kind of thing. So, um, <clears throat> but I, I, I love the Incredible. And some people might like that. Some people might might look at that and say, "Oh, it's so stupid." He just growls. He turns the hook twice, and then you just got this guy walking around town, moping around about not being cured. That's fine. You you don't have to you don't have to like what I like. Uh, but when that sad walking away music starts playing, guess what? you know, you feel it, you know, you feel it deep in your bones and, and that's, and that's what it's all about, you know? And and I love, I love the incredible Hulk stuff. Um, there are people, that's the point. That's the point of this show is you love what you love and we have a good time with it. And, and it is all about having a good time. We're not on a crusade here. We're not on, um, someone said sequel trilogy. (laughs) Um, it is a tragedy. Cody Murphy, Cody Murphy in the chat says it's a tragedy that sends you back to hell. You ugly troll hasn't made its way to the MCU. I absolutely agree. And and it should have been uttered on that shield heli- helicarrier in, in Avengers. Uh, no one else would have gotten it, but it would have been great. Um, and uh, <clears throat> let's see, what else we got? Uh, I have to pass on Bizarre Go. I'm sick and tired of sequels. I'm not listening. Uh, the, here's the thing the sequel talk would be like one little episode outside of that. Um, it'd be other stuff, you know, it'd be other stuff that really grind. It'd be kind of a, what grinds my gears kind of thing. I might pick an episode of saved by the bell that just absolutely irritated me. (laughs) I might just go off on a meme, you know, or something like that. I, I may go off on a toy that's really, you know, disappointed me or let me down. Um, you know, just different stuff like that, where where I just kind of let the full power of snark, you know, uh, overtake me, and and we just roll with it, you know. So, um, good question from the chat here, and we're live at mixer dot com slash gulliver's, and we always have a good time over here with everyone in the chat. Mike B one thousand four says, "Um, what Mar- are you doing March Madness brackets again this year? We sure are." I had wanted to earlier this year do um, <clears throat> do uh, cartoon television themes, but I never got around to that, and that was turning out to be much more complicated in figuring out the brackets and everything, and and how to set those up than uh, than the television themes did. Just the general television themes, and uh, and so I never got around that. So I may do that, but I was I, I ran this by Scott Rifan and Shaz Bazaar the other day. You know what? I, I'm just going to say, we've got our little our, our chat group going there with Scott and Shaz. I also have a, a, a chat group that, that's not nearly as active as that one, I believe, with Tintin and Shaz. Maybe Tintin? Um, but I, I mentioned to um, to to them, movie scores may be the bracket this year. And listen, if you thought television themes were bad if we do movie scores come on now how do we how do we do that you know um and i know everyone thinks well star wars will win here's a little secret you don't know about me i don't think that star wars is the best uh film score out there and i don't think it's necessarily the best john williams theme score film score and i mean film score as a whole you know so um but that could be fun that could be fun Oh, my Lanta, Cody Murphy says, we did a movie bracket on our show. It was a crowning moment that Independence Day beat the Dark Knight. Well, I'm all about it. And listen, I'm so tired of this Fall Guy thing. The Fall Guy song is not good. It's not good. If you put Fall Guy... Up against any other TV theme, just about. It's it's going to it's 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 going to beat it, you know. Uh, the, look Fall Guy's kind of got a country theme to it, right? What's another what's another TV show with like a country theme kind of thing? Country country song kind of theme. How about this? How about just a good old boys? Never meaning no harm. So let's say let's just do this. The Fall Guy <clears throat> versus um, the Fall Guy versus the Dukes of Hazzard theme. Who wins? Just real quick in the chat, who wins that? I know I'm getting aggressive about this. It's Christmas. It's time. You know, it's this is. <laughs> it's not quite festive yet, but we'll just call this the airing of grievances. i got a lot of problems with you people. Now you're going to hear about it. So um, Dukes of Hazzard, man, that's, that's the better one. Yeah, see, it's already coming through. Dukes of Hazard, Dukes of Hazard, Dukes of Hazard. And Tintin, <clears throat> I know that you are um, being prideful about it, but you got it meant too. Dukes of Hazard. There you go. So, and look, even your wife, who loves you more than anyone else in the whole wide world, says it's Dukes of Hazard. So <clears throat> now, Tim, Derek's minion, uh, mentioned earlier that uh, that. He 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 brought up Krypton, you know the Krypton theme from Superman. Here's the thing: when we do movie scores, if we do movie scores, it's going to be the fullness. We're going to have to take into account the full score. We can't just take like we're not doing a song from the score. And I'll tell you, I you know I'm a little bit country. I'm a little bit rock and roll. <laughs> I'm a little I'm a little bit of the mindset that Superman, the original Superman theme, um is a better score. The original Superman score as a whole is a better score than Star Wars. Um so, you know. I'm still salty because you beat Bonanza with Gelligan's Island. I didn't do that, Cattle Boss, by the way. Um, uh, that was uh, that was the chat did that. I think Bonanza is a better theme than the Gelligan's Island theme. I'm just telling you. Here's what happened. Let, let's just you know what. Let's do this. Let's do the year in review. And I think the big thing that came out of this year were those TV theme brackets. And um, and in those brackets, what happened was is we gave a lot of power to the chat. And I think the chat went with what they knew and what they could sing along with and and what was more familiar i think that that we ended up with a familiarity kind of thing more than what is a quality song kind of thing which means we're going to have to really when we do the brackets if we're going to do best movie scores we're going to have to really set forth some some criteria you know it can't just be is it iconic because the themes that were the scores that we bring in not themes but the scores that we bring in will all be iconic i saw uh oh uh mercy superstar mercy superstar mercy Graham is in the chat and i just want to apologize for not getting back to you about uh, our recording um i know you would said tonight was a good time and and i knew i was doing this plus i have something to follow up with derek after this so i I want to publicly apologize for not getting back to you in fact all of you who have contacted me and, and who know how to contact me let me apologize for not getting back to you um it is on me, a culpa, my friends. I am, I am the bad friend. I am the bad, I am the poor communicator is, is that's, that's where we're at right now. I am the poor communicator. In fact, I don't know if Cody knows this. Cody has a podcast or I guess he still has got the podcast about, you know, two, two doctors and a lawyer or something like it. It's the setup of a It's the setup of a joke, you know, two lawyers and a doctor go to a, go to a surf shop or something and, uh, Cody plug your podcast. Uh, so (laughs) how to train your dragon is shockingly good. Yeah. I think that's a pretty one too. Um, anyway, uh, I don't know if he knows this, but like last year his brother reached out to me and was like, Hey, we want you on. I'm like, yeah, let me know when. And I never followed up because I'm just, I'm not a good, listen, I'm not a good communicator. I'm not. I, I can sit here and do this on a microphone, but I'm not a good communicator. In fact, I've been rambling now for, what, 20-some-odd minutes, and nothing of substance has come out of my mouth. Nothing worthwhile has happened. So I'm just saying I'm sorry. Uh, please forgive me. It's a Dr. and a Lawyer Walk into a Bar is the podcast by Cody Murphair. Murphair is a longtime listener and supporter of the Golaverse, and we love him and we appreciate him so very much and 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 all of his support through the years. So uh and and I'm glad you're doing well. I hope you're continuing to do well. Uh but I have superstar Mercy Graham. I have I've left hanging and uh, and uh several times. Um Jazz Bizarre and Scott Ryfen though in our in our text thread with them. Those guys will uh will talk and talk and talk and have nothing going on. Hey, <clears throat> Rich, is somewhere out there. Good friend Rich, and I've thought over the past Two weeks. I need to just reach out to Rich and say Merry Christmas to him. Have I done that? No. Why? Because it's so hard to pick up my phone and type, you know, that's that. I guess that's why I guess that's the problem is it's just so hard to pick up a phone and to, and to come over here in my phone and go to my contacts and find Rich and send him a message and just say, Hey man, just thinking about you want to say Merry Christmas. Hey man. Hey man just thinking about you. Merry Christmas. Hope you and the family are well and have a great holiday. How hard was that? It was easy. It was super easy. And you know, one of the things that made it super easy was, um, I, I, I actually just, when I sat down, took off my phone case, that's real big and bulky. So I'm sitting here. I got a naked phone. I was just texting on, and that's unheard of. You know who texts on a naked phone? Uh, I did just now. That's what happened. So that's where I'm at, and I don't know why you're putting up with this right now. <laughs> I and I go back to that review for iTunes. the The quality doesn't really follow through with the with the intro. You know the you. As we say in wrestling, they had a great entrance and then the bell rang. So that's kind of where we're at now. But I hope everyone's doing okay. It's good to see everybody in the chat. Enjoy hanging out with you guys. And we do hope you have a Merry Christmas. Uh, I tell you what we're going to do right now. <clears throat> we're going to take a bit of a break. I've got nothing set up as far as breaks and stuff go. So let's see what we can do to... Uh, let's. What do we want to go out to a break to? Oh, I got these guys. Well, Yeah. We're going to go to break with the old old California Raisins. How about that, ladies and gentlemen? It's the California Raisins with their rendition of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back. We're going to keep celebrating Christmas. I'm going to calm down. We're going to take it chill. We're just going to have a good time. I've got a, I got a couple of Christmas things to talk about. got a couple of other little items I'd like to discuss and bring up with everybody just to kind of let you know where I'm at in my heart and mind with the, all things geeked right now and what I've been geeking out about and what's going on. And uh, who knows? We may have a guest or two stop in. I don't know. Just stick around. We'll be right back.
1: Are you ready to So that they call him, Baines. I think never ever Rudolph The old a And then one for Christmas Chris today Oh, Rudolph, with your door so bright? Don't you got a bless tonight oh, 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 all the lady <laughs> who him As out You'll go down in your story. Are you fed up with those annoying Bigfoot? This thing was 10 foot tall. He had beautiful hair. I thought he was going to kill my dog. Save time and money with Sasquatch Stick. The Sasquatch Stick is a revolutionary device to rid your property of those problem Bigfoot. I come out here and rough talk to him and run him off. Our product's been successfully used by tens of thousands of people and been positively reviewed on nationwide news programs. So I go up here, this stick, he was standing right there. And I said, get away from here. Get. Get. If you're not 100% satisfied, you'll get your money back guaranteed. Works on most mythic beasts, real or imagined. And he went right back out that path again. Others may cost you $100, but for whether you need to travel for a necessity or just enjoy getting away, taking a trip has never been more affordable. For our 425 rooms to mark our 40th anniversary of being named the best hotel in the area, the grand is locked in at our new low rate. Our vintage hotel with the same furniture and decorations from the 70s, with our free continental breakfast and accompanied oversized swimming pool and hot tub, we're the home of the famous floating sausage. We know you'll love it. Just listen to these satisfied customers. So romantic with the smell of the bacon, the egg, and the chlorine.
0: I love America. Hey, listen, I'm staying at the Grand. They've got a great breakfast buffet. You can sit right there in the hot tub and have your breakfast and listen to some good quality music.
1: This holiday season, if you're looking for a 1972 look, feel, and price, look no further than the Grand.
0: Welcome back. It's Geek Out Loud, the official podcast of geekoutonline.com. What's geekoutonline.com? You say nothing. I mean, literally, at the, the, this point, nothing at all. Um, <clears throat> if I'm not if I'm not going to sit down and record, I'm not going to sit down and write. You know, it used to be like a blog. Remember when everybody had a blog? I did. Welcome. My point is this. Welcome back. <laughs> it is Geek Out Loud, and uh, we are having a good time together, just chilling. Um. I I I think uh I am thinking about doing uh doing something we used to do on the Big Honkin Show. The, on the Big Honkin Show, especially when it was weekly on WGIG out of Brunswick, Georgia. Um one of the things the opportunity for Christmas spirit was there the whole month because I had built up to like the final episode of the year, you know, in Christmas and that sort of thing and play all kinds of fun Christmas music and have just a great time. Podcasting is a little bit different. You know, at some point there's going to be a band hammer come down on people like me who just like, here's some licensed music, check it out. You know? Um, but one of the things I used to like to do was take an episode or at least a segment of an episode and compare all the versions of run, run Rudolph. Now, I don't know if anyone cares about that kind of stuff, but me, I, I think maybe I'm the only person in in the whole wide of the world that says, Hey, I like run, run Rudolph. Let's listen to a bunch of covers of run, run Rudolph <laughs> and decide which one we think is the best. And, uh, and, and that's one of the things we used to do. So I may do that. I, I haven't, I haven't paid much attention to run, run Rudolph this year. So who knows? Um, You know, I I don't know. Let's let's see what we got going. Now listen, look here. Um Tintin is is giving old doctor and lawyer a a follow and Cody Murphy says it's basically goal with less structure. There's less structure, says Tintin. Oh my. I gotta tell you something. That challenge accepted, sir, I will go less structure on goal. I'm not scared of no structure. Uh, the only thing I fear is dead air. So you just need to know that I am, I'm, I'm not scared of no structure. In fact, I'm going noteless right now. That that's kind of the, that's kind of the cray cray thing that's happening in my life. I'm I'm absolutely noteless over here. So don't think that don't think that I've, I I need structure because I do not need structure at all from from anybody. When it comes to podcasting. In fact, I, right now I'm doing three things at once. So I'm typing something. I'm talking and and I'm finding that I can't type and not talk at the same time. Uh, there you go. Merry Christmas. I did say I was going to be a little more chill. it. <laughs> Let me calm down. Here's, you know, look. Can we just be honest now? It's Christmas, you know. Christmas is the time of year for being with the ones you love gosh i yeah, of course I heard that when I watched uh Christmas vacation the other day, but I hadn't really listened to that much this year. I haven't really listened to a lot of Christmas music this year and uh and and so maybe I'm just maybe it's all just flowing out of me right now, but I tell you what let me let's see what's a good kind of let's chill Christmas song to put on. I think it's that one by Ray Charles, but I need to find it. I have it somewhere here. My wife says that's really sad when when we do that, when I play that song. But I like it. I think it's got a good vibe to it. There we go. You know, I'm, I'm in the... I'm in the bottom of my forties leaning toward the top, you know, of the forties coming, coming to the top of the decade, uh, be turning 47 in January. And there's something interesting about people from my generation that, uh, that I, that that's been, it's been one of those things that's been fun to discover, you know, over the course of the last 20 years or so. And, and that is the shared experience that so many of us had without knowing we were sharing that experience and the reason we shared that experience is because <clears throat> there was a there was a homogenous kind of glob of of fandom as kids when, in the 80s and i don't mean homogenous in the sense that everything was the same i mean we all kind of gravitated towards the same things you know the, it it seems like that the people marketing to kids in those days were just hitting on all four cylinders and they weren't scared to throw anything against the wall to see what sticks now that may be the reason that companies like kenner got bought out by hasbro and and it may be the reason you know that uh certain animation companies ended up being swallowed up by other animation companies and that sort of thing i don't know but i know that when we when you consider just kind of the this magic kind of era of of pop culture you know just infusing itself into the imaginations into the minds and the imaginations of uh, of kids everywhere I, I can't help but think about um, you know the, the the Christmas experience that so many people from my generation had and that experience a lot of times revolves around the toys that we received you know whether it was you know the Star Wars figures or you know so many people got their Millennium Falcon, on Christmas, that was their, that was their Christmas gift or their big Christmas gift. And uh, you know, I know that there were people who you know got action figures in their stockings and that sort of thing. And and uh, you know, I, 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 Santa didn't necessarily wrap all of our presents, you know, when at our house. And so we'd have sections in our living room where this was your presents, this was your brother's, this is this, you know, that sort of thing. And, and, you know, there'd be a couple of Christmases where there'd be a handful of Star Wars figures sitting there and a couple of ships and maybe Castle Skull or maybe a Transformer or, you know, and, and you just, none of these things, like they all kind of, like, I can't tell you about a specific Christmas that was just this mind blowing thing. I remember my grandmother one year, I had three presents wrapped from my grandmother and it there was a smaller one and a little bit bigger one and then a, a big one and i'm like well what in the world could this be and i don't remember what the smallest one was unfortunately but i remember that kind of the bigger one was and it wasn't that big it was actually kind of small was uh masters of the universe modulok and i thought modulok was one of the coolest of the masters of the universe because like he he like, came apart and you could stick them together in all kinds of different configurations two heads you could almost make two separate action figures out of him a bunch of legs you know torso parts arm parts and everything and uh and and honestly to me it's one of the it's one of the masters of the universe figures that i remember the most fondly because he was he just kind of he captured my imagination in fact a lot of those guys from the horde which was a little bit later on in the master's line really captured my imagination you know man what was his name Mantana? You know, he had the eyes that popped out of his head. And, and I remember before I ever saw him on the She-Ra cartoon, you know, I used to say, well, eyes popping out of your head's no big deal. You know, Mechanet can see over walls. His eyes popping out of his head's not going to help him that much, especially with the action figure that was on the thing. But I remember thinking, well, what if lasers come out of his eyes, because everything in the eighties had to be lasers, you know, like you, you had to have lasers pop out of everything. And so sure enough, later on when the she cartoon hit, you know, the kid, the, the the dude's shooting laser beams or some such out of his eyes. And I'm like, wow, I've, I'm I'm as imaginative as the people who make He-Man. You know, as a kid, I thought that was big stuff. But um, it may have said something on the package about lasers. I don't know. I just remember I thought he could just look over things, the whole point. Um, Grizzlor was kind of like a souped-up beast man, you know. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, it's it's He-Man in the Masters universe. But anyhow, so it had Modulock there. And then the big thing was the tactical battle platform from gi joe and you know that was this really cool i had stuff from gi joe you know i had i had a few gi joe toys i had some figures and i had a couple of didn't really have any couple of playsets. a lot of several vehicles not a lot of vehicles but several my favorite of all was the bridge layer i thought that was just the coolest concept in the world you have this thing that literally carries around a bridge that it can put over things and and people can cross, on Man, that was... You talk about cool. To me, that was like the epitome of cool right there. And um, <clears throat> so I, you know... I, I also remember that my first Transformer I ever got was Megatron. And I got that for Christmas. The following Christmas, I got Jetfire. You know? And then there were a few Christmas where there were a couple of smaller Transformers that I was given. And my Transformers collection was never very big because they were so much more expensive than everything else. But... It, it's really cool because there are so many people that you begin to talk to that are from, that are around my age, you know, and around that generation that we all kind of have these shared experiences of, of the cat, of the Christmas catalogs, the wish book, the, the Sears wish book, the, the JCPenney catalog, you know, we, there used to be not just Toys R Us, but Lionel play world, turn that frown upside down. And I think that's one of those things that, you know, Whenever we run up into a toy show or whenever we're watching, you know, people do stuff on YouTube, there is a certain level of nostalgia that kind of grips us. And and that's one of the things that keep keeps drawing us back into, into some things. So anytime you find something new that feels like it could have been around when you were a kid, you get nostalgia for something that you never had. And, and that's one of these things I've kind of stumbled into lately. There, there's a group of toy makers that call themselves the Four Horsemen. They worked on all the sculpts for the He-Man toy line that came out in the early 2000s. It was kind of like a relaunch of He-Man, an updated version of He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. And the guys who did all the designs for those figures, were called. they, they called themselves the Four Horsemen. Well, I, I don't know any details on you know why they decided to break off and do their own thing but they did and they um and in doing so they they started a whole little figure line called mythic legions and if you look at mythic legions it's a really neat line they do some uh some tributes to uh you know uh, masters of universe figures and everything but it's also very much sword and sorcery kind of stuff and and they're very premium quality figures. You know, they, they take a lot of care to do soft goods. And the paint apps are really cool on these things. A lot of articulation. They have interchangeable parts between uh, figures of, 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 of a similar scale. But one of the things they did um, recently is they, they launched what's called the Cosmic Legions. It, it's kind of a spinoff of the Mythic Legions. And I want to read you uh, what's on the box. This This feels so 80s to me. And it's like, what in the world, what would this cartoon look like or this movie look like? Here's what it says. This is called, uh, this is Cosmic Lesion's Volkatar, book one. Amidst uh, (laughs) Amidst the fifth circle of the Cosmerium, there lies the dreaded complex known as Volkatar. Officially a prison in a manufacturing complex, Volkatar is owned by the Traders' Union of the Five Circles of the Cosmerium, or the TU5CC, or you could just call it Tusk. Pronounce that five as an S, I imagine. What truly transpires at this complex, which is run by the tyrannical High Warden Slog, goes beyond official reports. From the manufacturing of the miraculous regenerative formula known as Thrixium, to reports of gladiatorial-style battles taking place in the lowest levels of the prison, Valkatar is much more than it seems. It is here that a young Abolex named Olik Thygar finds himself captured and dragged to this prison. He is eventually locked in the deepest parts of Valkatar, cell block 5, known as the Grave Ring. And it's here that Thygar is forced to fight to survive, but he is not alone. Forming a bond with other inmates, they vow to protect each other and fight not for the amusement of the High Warden and his guards, but to one day break free from Haval Katar. So you've got a, a figure lineup that includes like different human looking, you know, more human looking aliens, some very alien looking aliens, guards and that sort of thing. And, uh, and it's just a great, great deal. And this Oleg Thygar guy, it's it, like, he's, he's got two figures in the first wave. And one is like, he's in a spacesuit and stuff. And it's just amazing. Um, And, and so as you look at these figures, they're, they're very imaginative. They've got some cool designs and they feel like the, the, when I watched the first season of stranger things, I thought, is this something that they lost and they have found and they decided to put on Netflix, you know, because it was so, it had such the right vibe, you know, especially in that first episode or two. And, and so, here I'm looking at these guys. and I'm like, is this just something that was left over from the '80s? They have different scales of figures. They've got tall, big ones, and and then like more of your regular six-inch scale guys. And they they come with all kinds of accessories and different heads and hands. And they're just really cool. Check out Cosmic Legions if you're a um, if you're a into the toy thing because I think that you'll you'll really enjoy enjoy them because I I know I have, I've enjoyed kind of fiddling around when I'm in here in my office and supposed to be doing other things. I'll sit here and mess around with these cosmic legions figures and, um, and, 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 uh, and, and have a good old mess around with those. So, um, but yeah, it, this is the kind of thing that would have been under the tree, you know, or, or in my spot in the living room as a kid, I think cosmic legions I would have been like, Mom I want some cosmic legions. These are awesome. Look at these guys, you know, And I would have known every single name and, and, and like I say, there would have been a cartoon probably, you know, or a movie of some sort, you know, or, or, or something, a comic book, you know? And so really what they're doing is, is they're releasing the toy without all the other things that would come along with a toy release. And it's, and it's actually been pretty good. So, um, if, if you're so inclined to check out toys and stuff, check those out. I, I think, you know, you, you may, you may have some fun with them and everything. Um, Cody's talking about he never forgave himself for breaking his cousin's um, Optimus Prime. Yeah, you know, I had a friend that broke my Megatron back in the day, and I told that story, and man, uh, I don't want to say the wrong name because that's just wrong and hateful. I've still got the letter here somewhere where he sent it to me. I want to say it was Jared Pryor sent me... um, a Megatron, a G1 Megatron, like in a box. It's amazing. It's an amazing transformer. And I, you know, I, I've got them kind of displayed up way high on a shelf, but, um, in the box. And, and I, I'm sorry if that's, uh, <clears throat> I'm sorry if that's, uh, if, if that's the wrong name, but I feel like it was Jared that sent that to me. And, um, I've still got the letter tucked away in a drawer because it just meant so much that, you know, like, goodness gracious, this guy heard my story and decided to send this to me. That's amazing. I mean, that was Christmas, without christmas so um it was not scott who broke my megatron i didn't know scott until i was a grown-up in fact scott is so much older than me that had we run into each other and we may have run into each other um in brunswick georgia when i was a kid scott would have had nothing to do with me i was just a little boy then i was like 10 11 years old and scott you know by that time was like 21 um so (laughs) i'm not i'm not that much i'm not 10 years older than you what are you talking about Gee whiz! You're trying to make me so mad. You're trying to make me so old. I'm not that old. Hey, by the way, I, th- something. If you want to hear from Scott, go check out the is it the Scariff Scuttlebutt podcast. They have a thing on there apparently where they have a guest on and they ask them five like trivia type questions about Star Wars. And so when I saw that they were back and forth, and Scott was like, "Man, you guys really ate my lunch or whatever," and like he was just shocked by how they treated him um i was uh i said well i'm gonna listen to this i gotta tune into this and see you know because i was gonna be like oh i got all those i could not wait to like be like scott you didn't know those questions and and like just then uh text him and be like i knew everything and then i listened and like from the get-go i'm like oh i have no idea what they're talking about here i absolutely don't know what in the world is uh is going on by the way in the chat i'm not 10 years older than you what are you talking about uh, so, but yeah scott uh they like he came on and they and i feel like they they ambushed him with some overly hard overly difficult questions that i don't even know that you can prove the answers to those things that they said they had because um i just don't i don't know I don't know that I, I don't know that, that, that I think some of the information was wrong because I don't know where they got, they need, I need their sources because I don't want to live in a world where Scott Rifen doesn't know the most minute things of geek trivia at all. That's, that's not a world I'm comfortable living in, especially going into 2024. Um, so we need to set this right. And that's why today, ladies and gentlemen, even though it's Christmas time, is it St. Crispin's Day? I don't know. But I'll tell you this, I do know what it is. I'm declaring war on the scare of Scuttlebutt podcast. They don't know me. I don't know them. They may be great guys, but what they did to what they did to my boy Scott and what they did to him, I just really did not appreciate one bit. And um, and I'm not uh, I, I I refuse to just sit by as a so called friend of Scott Rifan and um and let them do that. So I don't know what uh I don't know I don't know what a war with a podcast of people I don't know looks like. But I'm doing it. I'm doing it. In the spirit of Christmas, um, it's truly amazing. <laughs> that spirit of Christmas. 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 I'm doing it. So there, war declared geek out the geek out loud universe the goal we're not putting up with this mess anymore where i'm i'm mad as heck and i'm not taking it anymore that's all i'm saying about that because you can't you can't make me you can't make me like what you did to scott Rifen. you can't make me enjoy that and appreciate that i, I because i don't you embarrassed him I've never seen someone so humiliated I've never seen anyone so humiliated um, in in my life as you humiliated Scott Riefen he has wept for days since then and I can't I can't live in a world where Scott Rifen is just a weepy mess all the time he's lost his mojo he's lost his confidence and you know it's really sad It's really sad. Hey, let's take another break. I don't, I don't know what's going to come out of this break, but let's take, let's take one anyway, just for the fun of it. That way, I can drink some water, I can cough, I can kind of see where I'm at on this thing with Derek, and see what's going on there. We can play some more fun commercials, you know. I feel like this show has been probably one of the worst I've ever done. I, I feel like something's got to happen did I enjoy talking about how Scott got completely embarrassed? Sure. But I feel like something's got to happen to really bring this thing back from the brink. So, um, what does that look like? I I don't know. Um, I, I really don't know. So let's find out when we come back. Geek out loud why are we taking a break i don't have commercial i don't have like sponsor anything because i can it's i mean it's just a chance for me to kind of reset really is all it is i I'm to just shut up
1: Frustrated by looking for a new pet for the family? That's why you should get your kids the all-new Silky Buddy. A pet, a chicken, and your buddy, too. They are furry
0: chickens. Wait, is this magic? A chicken with fur? Are you sure? Fuzzy Ewok chicken. Are they safe for kids? They're renowned for their calm, friendly temperament. They do well in confinement and interact very well with children. Sounds like it'll be perfect for the park, a day at the beach,
1: or even show and tell at school. You need one. Order your Silky Buddy today for $29.95 plus $7.95 shipping and handling. 30-day money-back guarantee. Coming soon from the makers of Silky Buddy.
2: Silky Dung <laughs> Sparkling Jewelry.
1: Has this ever happened to you? I'm <laughs> there! I don't know who you are. I'm coming in! You got the wrong out. Well, you don't have to worry. Protect yourself and your family with BTH Secured. Beatrice Turner Home Security has been in business since 2009 protecting people just like you. With our founder's patented alarm, criminals and burglars will be scared away. Just listen. Once you hear that sound, you know your home's protected and one of our agents will call you right away to make sure you're okay. Don't forget, Beatrice Turner... The first name in home security.
0: You're listening to Geek Out Loud. one of the distinct things that I do remember from the eighties is the transformers cartoon mentioned transformers a little bit there. Um, and, uh, and, and why in the world did they have like the scariest, most intense, um, you know, uh, we'll be back after these messages, voiceover guys, you know, when you, when you watch Shiny More Morning cartoons, you you know, I remember ABC had the after these messages, we'll be right back, you know, or they'd be like cute little things, we'll be back after this, you know. Take a break. No, with um with Transformers, it was the Transformers will return after these messages. And you're like, Oh my gosh, that's a bad guy. And then you come back and you're like <clears throat> we now return you to the Transformers. What? The Transformers will return after these messages. And he's not trying to sound like a road. Like that's literally his voice. I, I've I, I didn't think I was going to do it very well. I'm a little bit lower than he was, and not quite as gravelly. But I'm I'm actually kind of glad that I I, I I'm I'm surprised at the job I did. And now we return to the Transformers. He sounded scary and mean. One of my favorite Christmas songs is Run Run Rudolph. Uh, Chuck Berry did it originally and, um, and it's, uh, it, I like it. It's good stuff. So here it is. know that's it's no johnny b good but it's like a it's you know but it's a jam it's a good little jam but there's been a lot of people covered over the years and 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 i just and i haven't heard any new ones this year i haven't even done a search for run run rudolph this year um but there's some great great covers out there but you know like look even foghat did it and they are jamming So, you know, it kind of breaks down because it's Foghat and they're good. I mean, look, I'm not, I got nothing against Foghat, but it's, it's a good thing. So Rifen is saying, uh, cheap trick did Run Run Rudolph. I don't know that one. I don't have that one in my, uh, in my repertoire of, of Run Run Rudolph, but I'm pulling it up right now because I trust Scott Rifin, And after the way that he was made to look a fool, I am going to take his suggestions just so he can show how cool he is to everybody. Uh oh. Yes! that's a cheap trick that's actually pretty good i i that's that's got a really full sound to it it it's got i was concerned about the lack of bluesiness that was going on there um and until until it really picked up and got going but that's good scott rifen good suggestion ladies and gentlemen he did i i'm just gonna do this i don't know if he's in or not but uh i'm just gonna bring him in we're not we're just here doing our thing uh can i get a mic check over there please good sir Wait, hold on a second. I've got to, I got to pot you up. I haven't potted you up.
2: Do that
0: over here. Here we go. No, I I had to do it on my side because. Oh. Yeah, but here you are, and here I and there you are, and here I am.
2: Joe Humrick, ladies and gentlemen.
0: No, Derek. Derek Russell, ladies and gentlemen of. Oh, I forgot. Of Derek Russell fame. I always forget. Do you have a favorite version of Run, Run, Rudolph? Sorry to put you on the spot.
2: that's an excellent question
0: I have a I have a whole list here give, of, me, a, give me a few all right well here's here's here's, I'm going here's through my head all right I'm I'm building up to some of the better ones but here's um here's Hansen's version no don't you know Hansen don't you know Hansen you know nice I'm
2: out you're out. <laughs>
0: Hey, listen, Hanson's a talented group of young men.
2: I'm not disagreeing. Umbop is exactly what it is, a bop. I am inclined to say uh, Marvin Berry's cousin.
0: Well, yeah, he's the original.
2: Well, he's, he's, and I, I think you can't top that. Are you asking oh, for a good cover?
0: I or? absolutely disagree that you can't top that. I think he gave a great starting point. But I think there, I think there are people who have, who have Keith absolutely. Richards. Yeah, Keith Richards did a, did a run, run, Rudolph Ryan Adams, CeeLo Green. Yeah, here's Keith Richards' version. Okay. Run! Yeah, it's kind of like a bluesy honky tonk thing, you know. I I think he falls under the Chuck Berry line, you know. He
2: actually recorded that in the 1600s.
0: Yeah.
2: (laughs) Now, (laughs) when he was a young man,
0: when he was a middle aged man, I should say.
2: Yeah. Well, that was his 40s. Um, The Dead did a version. the The Grateful Dead. That the same. And uh, anytime the Dead covers anything, I'm good with it.
0: Really. I didn't know you were a deadhead.
2: Steve, we met?
0: One time. <laughs> Let's hear it. Out of all the reindeer, you know you're the mastermind. Run, run, Rudolph, Randolph not too far behind. Who is Randolph? I think Randolph is... Um, this
2: is... This is your cousin, Randolph.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Rudolph! Rudolph, this is your cousin, Randolph. You know that foggy night you've been waiting for?
2: (laughs) Well, listen to this.
0: Rudolph, won't you guide my sleigh tonight? What
2: about the Muppets?
0: Well, Derek, uh, that's one of the ones I build to, to be honest with you. Oh,
2: okay. (laughs) You know know what? I went too hot too fast. That's fine.
0: That's fine. The Grateful Dead are a blind spot to me. I don't know that I really know a Grateful Dead song. I can teach you. Oh, <laughs> well, I don't. I don't know if I got time for all that. Okay. All the. Uh,
2: I'm thinking, <sighs> Billy Idol.
0: I didn't know that Billy Idol did one. I'll have to check that one out too. Let me run through a few that I have pulled up immediately okay, I'm here. Sorry, no, no, no. This... That's fine. No, no, no. Listen, you're fine. It's, you're
2: fine.
0: Yeah. Uh, look, I've got I've got Lemmy pulled up here doing it. Um, yeah um i don't know who the reverend horton heat is but i've got one by him can i be seen am i on no something? no no we're not on youtube okay, this no is just you and me. yeah this is just me and you yeah you God, can be been you been can be pants. heard right now at mixer.com slash goldiverse
2: well, I, I didn't put pants on
0: so jeff ninety nine seventy nine says can't go wrong with the dead
2: that's right jeff numbers
0: and Derek's minion tim that's his screen name uh, really? Yeah. Really? Um, does remind us that the Electric Mayhem did a did a version. They sure did, and here it is.
1: Oh yeah!
0: How about those Sweet Keys by Doctor Teeth?
2: It's a shame they got canceled.
0: They're not doing another second season. Canceled. Oh, that was a good little show. Rocket! That's Janice right there throwing down. That's one of my favorites because they really do jam. I think people sleep on the Electric Mayhem and and well, just like especially Jim Henson's time with them, you know that that's a jamming little group they put together.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: Uh, one of disagree. What what le- are you doing a, a series of of best covers of christmas songs well no no
0: every year used to on the big Honkin' show i would take a at least a segment or two and just kind of go through i love run run rudolph and i love the covers of run run rudolph Mm -hmm. and so i would just take a segment or two and go through and so i've compiled like a big playlist here on my amazon music of um of of run run rudolph covers what is
2: your what is your all-time christmas song um wow that's
0: a good question yeah you know i I like uh Christmas open parentheses baby please come home, close parentheses
2: <laughs> I just in parentheses <laughs> died in your arms tonight <laughs> uh, <laughs> very sp- very specific
0: um uh, traditional i mean I like a good version of oh holy night you know when when someone sings that really well um you know, I I'm a joy to the world kind of guy. <clears throat> the Carol, not the you know, but also the Three Dog Night song. Um, I love Run Run Rudolph. I really do like Run, and I like it because of the. It's really kind of become my my Christmas anthem.
2: What okay. about you, Derek? Uh, classic answer. Um. Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. That's a good I one. I feel like you can't top.
0: That's a good that. one, yeah.
2: The sadder, the better.
0: Yeah. Or I'll Be Home
2: for Christmas. Those two. Oh,
0: ones. yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas mm-hmm. is a good one. Um, I, You know what? I like to ruin Christmas songs sometimes for people.
2: I like to ruin
0: <laughs> Well, you know, I think, I, I think you'll agree with me. One of the most overplayed songs is, of course all I want for Christmas is you. Yes. You know, um, when you think about that song, she's like a weird stalker, you know,
2: mm-hmm. especially I, when it's, when it's been playing for 20 years. Yeah. I don't want, I don't listen, want a lot for Christmas. You and I, and I would imagine some of the people in the chat, this is something I like to to tell my children. Yeah. I remember a time before all I want for Christmas is you. Yes. Yes. like I Christmas is before and it was a it was a happier. Thing.
0: It was it, well, but it you know we great. had to you know what we had to contend with before that was last Christmas I gave you my heart, and the very next day you gave it away.
2: Who, who are you meeting on Christmas Day and fall? Is it a cousin? Because it sounds like cousin. It
0: sounds like a cousin, <laughs> like a cousin situation. But like also, also look at the timeline. I gave you my heart. The uh-huh. very next day you gave it away. Yeah. This year I'm going to give year? it to someone special. Uh-huh. How'd you get it back? you know and and heist. <laughs> that's the christmas that's the christmas special i want to see the, the 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 reclaiming of the heart on christmas the re- the re- yeah like
2: <laughs> <Ali Ma>.
0: <laughs> 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 the other one and this is an old one that that always kind of concerns me um But it's uh, it's the most wonderful time, and then there in the middle there he says there'll be um scary ghost stories.
2: Scary ghost stories. (laughs) I know exactly. Where did that?
0: (laughs) Yeah, who invited? Who invited? Like, can you imagine? Like you're sitting around. You've, you've exchanged presents, you're sitting at the table, you're eating, now you're kind of all just back in the living room, just enjoying some eggnog or whatever, and, and, and dude sits up and says, well, let me tell you about this situation. <laughs> it was a dark and stormy night. What in the world is going on here?
2: Oh, God, I told you not to <laughs> invite Henry this year. I
0: told he, you. He t- all the lights go off and there's a flashlight under his face all of a sudden, you know. <laughs> Now it's, now like it's time the for the Christmas
2: tree like pushes his face it.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now it's time for scary ghost stories Eluminated. and he's like <clears throat> there was a cat who was obliterated when they ate Christmas,
1: Christmas,
2: lights. Christmas
0: lights and you're like, wait a minute are you just are you trying to make Christmas vacation scary?
2: <laughs> Tonight you'll be visited by three spirits now we've done that one. no yeah one, yeah that's, that's the only yeah one that's okay right.
0: Beware the storm drain. If you go too close, it could take your life. Are you really just doing like bits from Christmas Vacation now? You know, is that what's
2: going on? Dang it, Henry. <clears throat> Why is it Henry too? I don't know where I got that pulled that from.
0: Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Crapper was full.
2: Happy Hanukkah. This is one of my so favorite. My kids, my the twins watched Christmas oh, Vacation. Oh no. <laughs> about a week ago which was like my third watch of the holiday season cuz it's it and it's a wonderful life for my and white christmas okay
0: three, all right three, my, white, my wife likes white christmas you know what i don't know that i've ever watched it's a wonderful life all the way through i that think i think the, i
2: can't begin to tell you
0: i think the most of it's a wonderful life that i've ever seen is on gremlins <laughs>
2: see i remember before Before the, this is again going back before, you know, a time before uh, All I Want for Christmas is You, before the the dog show after the Macy's Parade. Yeah, yeah. When the Macy's Parade was over, they would always show It's a Wonderful Life Mm -hmm. on NBC. Okay. For years. And then Jay Peterman and those freaking dogs just took over. You all right over there?
0: Yeah, I've, I'm dealing with a few little things here and there um, in my Life. head. In my Life. head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, just holidays. Get uh, you down. Holidays. Um, I was I was talking about this at the beginning of the show. I generally am going to make sure I watch Christmas Vacation. and You've only got a few days. And, well, I've already done that. and oh, okay. And like Elf, I really, Elf to me is like a modern classic that I love. And I'll fight people for that, over that.
2: I don't dislike Elf. Um, Wait, I was tell, I was telling the story. I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead. I forgot <clears throat> the kids watched the twins watched Christmas Vacation for the first time ever. Yeah, it's a, it's a favorite of Wesley's, but but the, it was the twins' first right. Watch of it. Which you know they're mostly on animated stuff. Sure,
0: so. sure. So they like the intro, and then after that, it's all down. Yeah, then there. after
2: that they were out. Um, but <laughs> we get to the. We get to the cousin Eddie scene. Yeah. The, yeah. The storm drains. <laughs> he does his line and Lex goes, <laughs> sugar's full. <laughs> oh. I was like, there was no prompting. He's not quoted anything for the entire film, but he just yells out, sugar's full. Sugar's so full. Then he, so then he and his sister start saying it back and forth.
0: Oh, great. Mm. So, sugar's so full. We, I like that. Sugar's full. I like that. Um, we watched the other day I, I was on YouTube and we were sitting there just kind of scrolling around and the wife and I, and, uh, the Muppet family Christmas came up. And so I'm like, you got to watch a little bit of this. Of course. And cause she, and her, her entry poured in that cause she's not a big Muppet fan, but she loves the fraggles and i'm like then you're a muppet fan
2: then you're near then you're a muppet fan yeah that's
0: exactly so and
2: this is the whole this is the holy trinity
0: right yeah this um, is all of them coming together and uh, well she wasn't raised on the street though and that just blows my mind cuz her mom's an educator and everything i'm like who wasn't raised on the street um but so the ice patch gag like i found her little, I found, yeah i found her kind of chuckling about that you know mind the ice patch so uh, a few
2: things make me laugh as hard as when the Sesame Street gang shows up and just one after another, <laughs> whoa, just feed out from up. <laughs> and then when uh the turkey uh shows yes. Jeff uh Big Bird. Mm-hmm. Gubla Gubla <laughs> <laughs> throws the utensils everywhere. Yes. Yeah. Yep. And then he's measuring him later. <laughs>
0: <He's got> the- <laughs> Out of the tape bitch out, <laughs> yeah. Literally uh, trying to kill Big Bird, yeah. like it's <laughs> yeah. It it's a it it's a classic thing, and I'm I, and it's so crazy that I didn't know that existed until you introduced me to that.
2: Which is wild. I mean, '87, <laughs> you were what?
0: I was ten. Yeah, 10. yeah. So I don't know if we just missed it that year. Like it, you know. I don't know how we missed that was on because. You know, I remember not just the John Denver Christmas album, but I remember that Christmas special, you oh, know, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, there, there's so many of those things that were kind of like one offs that I just remember loving. Like there was a whole they did several things with John Denver. They did a whole camping special with John Denver, it was just a random Muppet special on a like a Tuesday night, you know, where they go camping with John Denver. And and there's a whole bit where Gonzo's nose is sticking up out of the lake, you know, and he's underneath the water, and then mm-hmm. he punctures Ross' uh inner tube. It was my big takeaway from that back in the day. Welcome, welcome to Geek Out Loud. So
2: <laughs> that's your new that's the new sound. Yeah. The um
0: this is a version this is a version by a group called December Radio. Walter i like that version a lot because it's just it's got a jam it's got some piano in it and everything got the backup singers and um I like where he asks the girl child what is it you want to get and she wants a baby that can cry, sleep, drink, and wet. In that order. Yeah. Yeah. And uh I'm like, all right. And the way went Rudolph. He was flying like a saber flying jet. Like a, yeah, saber jet. Saber jet, yeah.
2: So um I think Randolph died.
0: Must have did. <laughs> he he's not too far behind. Um, in power King um let me ask this before we go because you and I have some stuff to do on the other side um are there are there movies, and I know you know we Derek I feel like you and I popularized the idea of die Hard as a Christmas movie <laughs> um it's us you did it. you blame me, you know and i've i think i've I've since gone back on my opinion on that. <clears throat> just because everyone says it is, and I'm like, well, I'm going to be a contrarian now. Um, but are there non-Christmas movies that when you when you get to this time of year, you're like, it's time to watch this movie, even though it's not really a Christmas movie?
2: Um, Superman the movie.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Came That's... out at Christmas. Yep, yep.
2: Uh, I f- that is one that I, I feel like is a, is a Christmas must. Um, ones that aren't necessarily holiday. I used to watch Batman Returns at Christmas, but I guess technically that is a Christmas. You
0: Christmas. could you can make the argument that's a Christmas movie, not a good one. Not. Not, not a good Batman movie if I have, if I have to be honest. Um
2: I don't know. Superman the movie is one I try to do. I do sure. Die Hard one and two because yeah. Die Hard two is also a Christmas.
0: Right, movie. also happens at Christmas. How can Lethal the same Weapon
2: thing? Lethal Weapon is a Christmas movie.
0: Yeah, well, that's the Shane Black influence. You know, you could say Iron Man three is a Christmas
2: movie. Mm-hmm. So take him to church.
0: Yeah. Um, did they colorize? It's a Wonderful Life. We don't
2: like to use that term. Come on,
0: Ted Turner. You know, he was the one that did all that crap.
2: He was. Did they colorize what? It's a Wonderful Life. Yes, he did. Yes,
0: yeah. I didn't know that. Someone does that
2: make you want to watch it more? No, I,
0: it irritates me. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. I like a good <sighs> black and white movie.
2: Completely lost my train of thought. If you put the thing about Die Hard is if you put it up against other classic Christmas films, for instance, White Christmas or It's a Wonderful Life. Sure. Um. really only like two scenes of it's a wonderful life take place at christmas the opening the and the ending right the bookend take place on yep. christmas eve the rest yep. of the movie is all flashbacks right um right. um white christmas takes place over like a six month four month period i think and and Die Hard has more Christmas music than either one of those. That's true. <laughs> That's true. In fact, I think White Christmas is the only Christmas song in White Christmas.
0: Yeah. White Christmas. When 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 I said I'd never seen that. And Haley's like, yeah, I love White Christmas. We watch it every year and we sat down and watch. I'm like, this really doesn't have anything to do with Christmas. Mm-mm. This is just two guys trying to get with two girls. Ernest Saves Christmas, Derek, thank you. Derek's Minion Tim. Thank you. That is nice a good one. Christmas. But that's a Christmas movie. That is a Christmas movie. I've um, just been talking about earlier, like I watched the Lord of the Rings trilogy over the past several weeks.
2: Well, I'm glad you've devoted that time of your life.
0: Well, you know, you, you it's so long you just break it up and think. It's a, those are really well put together for movies. I love them dearly. Sure. Um. Hey, I, that reminds me. Hey. I found something. You know, the big thing people say is, well, why didn't they just... Ride the Eagles into Mordor. You ever heard that? Yeah. Yeah.
2: I mean, I've read the books when I was a kid. I mean, I've seen the movies. I right. just don't I, I I've told, I've said this before, probably out loud. When I read the books as a kid, mm-hmm. those aren't, that's not what I saw when I saw Peter Jackson's right. version. Right. Oh, I thought he did a great job. Have... Yeah. I thought he did a great job. I mean, they're, good. Of they're it. good. I don't ever, I, you know, there's always the memes like it's time to spend the weekend watching the extended, oh, all yeah. three of the extended. Yeah. And I'm like, mm, no, no, well, I it's hadn't
0: watched it. I probably hadn't watched those movies in about eight years. I was saying earlier, Oh, it's been longer. And, um, and I was like, do I really want to devote any time to this? And then as I got sucked into them, I'm like, I really do. I'm glad you I did. did all three. Yeah. Yeah. But not, extended? it took about, yeah, of course. Why wouldn't I? Why? Yeah. yeah. But it took, it took a few, it took a few, it took a while. It took a while. Um I want to play you this because I found this and I wanted to play this on this episode and it's really kind of funny and I meant to do it a while ago when I was talking about Lord of the Rings, but like you know everyone's like they should just ridden the eagles into Mordor why don't they just do sure. that you know instead of walking and it's like you know and this is and Tolkien has a talks about this this is an old clip of him talking about it
1: I actually have here a, a letter uh, written to me uh, by, by a, a fellow who's, uh, who's very very fond of. Uh, Of the Lord of the Rings, and he he asked me in the letter uh, why why they didn't just fly the the eagles into uh, into Mordor. And I I, I told him I get this this, uh, same question. The the, the people run into me at the pub and ask why why didn't they just fly the the eagles to Mordor? Uh, It would have made the quest a whole lot easier. And I, I told him. Uh, the, the same thing that, I, that I'm telling you right now uh, you know uh, shut up
0: that's going to wrap it up on Geek Out Loud this Christmas edition
2: so sit, deal with. <laughs> that's right, that's right. <laughs>
0: Tolkien said handle it kid um <laughs> hey check out derek on starkville's house of l podcast i'm over there with him sometimes too uh we are better than talkville and uh we're not we're not we're not ashamed to say it merry christmas um also the email is geekoutonline out at gmail.com geek at gmail.com we're marching to 300 it should probably only take us a year we'll see what happens
2: you know how funny that is <laughs> the joke used to be how slow gold was yeah to shoot, and now she's just almost at 200 and you're almost at 300 i
0: got five episodes to go
2: ah what so, are you gonna do what's
0: 300 um d- just talk about stuff i guess
2: <laughs> phone it in. yeah
0: same same hey why change what?
2: Steve, are you just looking at the ro- things in the room and saying you love them? Yeah,
0: basically, yeah. I, I love the Star Wars figure. I
2: love Galactus. I love...
0: I do love Galactus. That's an awesome thing that, that they did last year. Anyhow, all right, everyone. Uh, GeekOutOnline at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you, and you know where we're at on all the social media stuff. Real Geek Out Loud on uh, Instagram. Um, that's, that's the one I use more than anything, and I don't really use that much anymore. I... What am I doing? That's the real question. So... Have a good one, everyone. Merry Christmas. Hope you have a great holiday season, and we will see you around the Gullivers.
1: Merry Christmas from me and mine. To you and yours. To you and yours. Now break it down, happy Hanukkah.